Welcome back to Decom Cool and Collected. I'm Kelly. And I'm Elizabeth. And this week we watched uh, the Under Wraps remake from 2021. Uh, sorry for the late upload. Neither of us wanted to watch this movie, and we've also been very busy. It's not late. It'll go up on time. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's not late this well, time. We're recording it the day that we upload it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this came out October 1st, 2021, so literally just a couple months ago. Yeah. Yeah. It's unnecessary. <laughs> yeah. Uh, some fun facts that I saw about this is that, first of all, it's the only decom to be remade, which obviously, um, it got the lowest decom premiere <laughs> rating of any decom ever. So yeah. that's not surprising. Yeah. Yeah. There was no need. Like, it's literally the same exact story. There's just a few yeah. things that are modernized. Yeah. Like, the only thing that like, they, they did even have the same names was that they added more diversity, which is like the bare minimum. <laughs> yeah, well, and it's a little more like updated. Like the stuff is newer. Yeah, it's like not sometimes they have like seven anymore. cell phones. Yeah, <laughs> it's so stupid. That's that's it. Um, so I started like going through the at least the adult members of the cast. And I started writing down all their things, but then I noticed that they're all in, like, the same stuff. So I'm assuming whatever, like, Canadian casting agency. I knew they were Canadian because one of them said a boot, and I said, that's Canadian. Whatever, like, Canadian casting agency they hired for this movie, they just, like, took all their, like, on-call adult actors. They have, like, I looked at, like, two or three, and they have a bunch of overlap, uh, like, episodes here and there of, like, Snowpiercer, the television show... Supernatural, The Good Doctor, um, a shit ton of Hallmark movies for all of them. Mm -hmm. um, the guy who plays Harold, though, the mummy, he is a new guy. He is a choreographer, and he's on something called Disney Fam Jam, which I looked it up, and it's a family dance competition. No, 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 no. Uh, no. But he's also worked with Will Nas X, MC Hammer, Will Smith, TLC, g Easy, and Cardi B. And worked with, as I've learned, could mean a whole range of... Um, duties. It doesn't necessarily mean he danced or choreographed. Mm -hmm. um, some of the kids, uh, Malachi Barton, who plays Marshall, his connection to Disney is that he was in a show called Stuck in the Middle, and Christian J. Simon, who plays Gilbert, he was in a show called Sydney to the Max, which are both modern Disney Channel shows, which we've never seen. I've never even heard of them. <laughs> no, no idea. Um... Yeah, that's all I have for people. Yeah. Um, when we talk about, like, how this is the same thing as our last Under Wraps podcast, it's the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, the story is the exact same. So, just saying. Like, even, like, it even starts out the same. So, like, yeah. we start out, the kids are watching a scary movie in the theater, which, by the way, is a lot less terrifying than <laughs> the original. Like, the original, they literally had the dad from Even Stevens, like, his face was getting pushed into a knife that was sticking out of the garbage <laughs> disposal. Yeah. And here they have Warthead, a kooky green monster. Yeah. Which is supposed to be, like, super scary, but it's not. There were not as many rules for decoms. This was the first decom, so. <laughs> and, yeah, this this could have been the last. They could have stopped. Uh, yes, yeah, so obviously, like, as we know, uh, the, what are their names? Gilbert and, and Marshall. Marshall are watching this movie in the theater. Gilbert gets scared and leaves. Um, Gilbert is, like, basically a modern Urkel. <laughs> I don't know. Like, they're, they're basically, it's just the same as the last Gilbert, 
he's black this time. Yeah. Again, that's where one of the, some of the diversity comes in. But then, like, his voice in. is kind of the same, too. Yeah, I don't know what they were doing with his voice. It was, like, a weird thing. I'm assuming they, like, told him to do that on purpose, yeah. but it was weird. Uh, yeah, so Marsh... literally, like, word for word, there's, like, something about, like, oh my god, like, why don't you like scary movies? And he's like, I'm afraid of enough in my life, because I remember the first time I watched it, I was like, that's relatable to me. <laughs> Oh, I, I did not remember the words. I was watching this, and I was like, oh, yeah, like, I remember this, I remember this. Yeah. Like, I didn't, like, remember it before I watched it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, so they're outside the movie theater. Marshall is annoyed at Gilbert for leaving the movie. Um, and so they have to go to the spooky store to get Marshall's, the rest of Marshall's Halloween costume. Um, Buzzy works there. She's the eccentric... Uh, like, mythical tales, know-it-all. Shop owner. Shop owner. Yeah, she, she's a woman this time. I believe last time it was just, like, an yeah. old man. Yeah, it was an old man with yeah. a bunch of kids. So this, this is less creepy. <laughs> it's still a little creepy because she's definitely an adult. <laughs> yeah, well, like, we don't know how old she is. She looks like she's, like, college age. Like, how is she yeah. running this store? Yeah. It's fine. Um, yeah, so they stop there. There are so many parts of this movie that I literally started hitting fast forward because it... I knew I wasn't going to miss anything. Well, yeah, there's just nothing important. So they stop by there basically just to introduce us to Buzzy in the shop, right? So then we get back to Marshall and Gilbert's house. They are, like, next-door neighbors or live on the same street. And uh, Marshall the whole time has been like, you need to face your fears. You need to be brave. Like, I dare you to go ding-dong ditch Mr. Kubots. And so... A creepy old neighbor. Yeah, and so for some reason, Gilbert's like, yeah, okay, whatever. So he goes up and, like, knocks on the door or whatever. He's about to knock on the door, but Mr. Kubai appears behind him, and he's like, what are you doing in my house? Yeah, he's and like, Gilbert's get like, off my property. He's like, I'm gonna, do you want to buy a ticket to the Halloween carnival? <laughs> and then you get scared and they run away. Um... So, Marshall is eating dinner with Mom and her boyfriend, Ted. Ted is trying so hard <laughs> yeah. to, like, appeal to Marshall. He's like, oh, like, you like horror movies? Like, maybe we can see one sometime. And Ted's, er, and Marshall's just like, fuck off. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, eventually, he's just like, I'm going to my room. So, he goes to his room. Mom- I'd also like to point out that Marshall's room is a lot less concerning than his room in the last one. Yeah. <laughs> like, he literally had, like... Probably, like, a fucking head of a dead body in that room. <laughs> but this one, it's it's much more subtle. There's, like, some comic books on the shelf and, like, some little figurines on his dresser. It's not, like, literally draped in, like, fake spider web and, like, life-sized Dracula. <laughs> See, again, it, it that movie was a, a period of a piece of its time, whatever the phrase is, I can't think of. And I kind of like it. I like the kookiness. This a product is too, of its time. Yes, a product of its time. This is too Yeah, it's meh. It's it's yeah, it's boring. It's it's like farmhouse. I, yes, I will point out how weird it is that a 12-year-old would have a room like that, but it gives us something to talk about. Yeah, it's a decom. <laughs> it's fun. It's obviously it's not stupid. real. Yeah. Yeah. Um anyway, so mom follows Marshall to his room and she's like, "Can you please give Ted a chance? Uh me and dad have been divorced for 5 years." And Marshall's like, we're doing fine, just the two of us. And Mom is like, well, he makes me really happy, and can you just please keep an open mind? Well, and she's also like, I'll always love you the most. Like, I'm not going to love this stranger more than I love my son. <laughs> and she's like, just give him a chance. And that leaves. reminds me, I <laughs> back when I used to watch the Shaytards, I don't know if anyone remembers the Shaytards from the golden age of YouTube. They were, like, one of the first sort of, like, family vloggers. Um, and they used, to, I used to listen to their podcast too, and they used to say that, like, they would teach their children that they love each other more than their kids, because they were already born, and they 
chose them in this life, but they, like, birthed their kids, so they're, like, automatically love them. I don't know. It was really fucked up. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> I just well, thought I'd bring that up. I mean, I get people apparently have differing views on this, um, if you should love your partner more or your kids more. I think equally, but different. Yeah, I don't know. Like, the same <laughs> amount of love, but a different kind of love. Well, yeah, and also, like... <laughs> I think. I don't know. I don't have kids. I mean, I'm just saying, like... <laughs> Divorce is a thing that happens for good reason, but, like, you don't divorce your children. Right. <laughs> anyway. Um, so, after Mom leaves, Gilbert walkie-talkies Marshall. I'm glad that they don't have phones in this movie. Well, yeah, we learn later that they're 12. They just, like, in outright any, say, like, I'm 12. Yeah, in any other Disney movie, they'd ha- have, like, had, would have had a phone at, like, eight years old. See, I think that they probably did that to, like, again, be, like, the original under wraps because they didn't mm-hmm. have cell phones then. I did not have a cell phone when I was 12. I'd just like to point that out. I love the accuracy. <laughs> <laughs> I had a cell phone when I was 13, so. I didn't. I didn't have one until I was 14. Ooh. It was my eighth grade graduation present. Yeah, I got mine. Christmas of eighth grade, so. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, I forget that you're younger than Yeah, I'm nine months younger than you. <laughs> so you only got yours, like, six months before me. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so Gilbert is like, hey, Marshall, look at Kubot's house. They're bringing in a coffin-shaped object, and Marshall's like, it's probably just any antique furniture or something. I don't know. Yeah, but uh, Gilbert is definitely freaked out by that. Yeah, so the next day at school, they're, the class is on a field trip to the Natural History Museum, um, the new girl, Amy, is, uh, told to go partner with Gilbert and Marshall for the day. Uh, we learned that Amy moved here over the summer, and she has three gay dads. Yeah. Uh, her two dads are divorced, and then her other dad got remarried. Step Dave. Step Dave. Yeah. Is what she calls him. Yeah, she's just casually telling them this, her life story. I'm, yeah, she's uh, just like, oh, my parents the first are divorced, time, and now I live with Dad and Step Dave. <laughs> yeah, this is the first time nice that you. she's <laughs> met them. I guess she's new to school. She also says, I'm gonna be an investigative journalist. Yeah. <laughs> and so, then we have this pointless and, scene well, where- Well, and she, that's, she also explains, she's like, I, my dad told me to give this new town a try, but I'm gonna move back with my other dad because nothing happens here that I can investigatively report. Yeah. So, like I said, we get this pointless scene where this kid, Todd, who is Marshall's bully, comes up and steals a snack from him, and then Amy is like, oh, you know, that snack makes you shit your pants. And so, now, because of reverse psychology or whatever, she put the thought in his idea, and he's like, I have to go to the bathroom. It's so funny. He put the it's thought so in his idea. He put the thought <laughs> in his head, and, oh, it's so funny, he has to run ah, to the bathroom. Toilet humor, I love it. But it's just, it's dumb. It wouldn't, it wouldn't work. I think it's supposed to show, like, a sort of, like, initial bonding because Marshall and Amy start to, like, talk about horror movies and then it's sort of like, oh, we're friends now. Ah, that's uh, Sort of, it's, you can say it's like whenever <laughs> Harry and Ron saved Hermione from the troll in the bathroom. <laughs> sure, say that. <laughs> Uh, so the class goes to the Egyptian tomb exhibit. They're looking at a mummy, which is just out in the open? Yeah. <laughs> okay, we've had mummies at our art museum forever, and they are, like, in a bulletproof glass case. Well, yeah, they have to, like, keep the temperature and humidity and, like, Yeah, everything. it's just literally just, like, out there, like, at this dead body. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. <laughs> 
Yeah, they have a tour guide uh, explaining things to them. Amy's chiming in because she just knows a lot of stuff. And she asks, why is there an empty, like, sarcophagus coffin thing? There's just, like, a display there with nothing on it. Yeah, and so she's like, what's going on with that? What's up? And the tour guide is, like, very observant. Well, this was the princess, and she had a high priest lover, and he was supposed to be here, but he got stolen. Oh, no. If anyone sees a mummy on the loose, give us a call. Ha <laughs> ha. Yeah. Her, her, it's the same story as the original. Yeah. Um, so the next day at school, Marshall and Gilbert ask Amy to hang out sometime. They're all friends. Um, they tell Amy about Kubot, since she wants to be an investigative reporter. And, and immediately <laughs> she's like, he stole the mummy. We have to go check it out. Uh, yeah, so that night they're standing, or no, that day they're standing outside of Kubot's house. They agreed to meet back here at eight to look through the windows. What was the point of that scene? I don't know! Why would they not There's just- There's no reason! Why would they not just show them meeting this up at night? This movie is exactly 90 minutes long, and you can tell. There's no reason. This movie should be, like, 50 minutes well, long. Well, yeah, and there's these stupid scenes, like, there's one later where Buzzy's, like, holding up a magnifying glass- for no reason. Like, I'm sure that they shot that as, like, maybe for, like, promos. And then they were like, oh, we like this shot. Let's just fucking throw it in here for no reason. Part. Um, so they sneak over to the house at night. They climb in through the basement window. Uh, Gilbert finds the sarcophagus with the mummy inside. He goes back to tell Amy and Marshall. And well, while he... Well, he touches the uh, amulet, and the mummy falls on top of him. This seems like it would be very traumatic. Yeah. Like, he's already very anxious and scared. But, yeah, he finds Amy and uh, Marshall, and he while, tells them. While he's gone, the amulet uh, catches the full the light of the full moon through the window, which brings the mummy to life. Mm-hmm. Uh, so whenever Gilbert comes back to show Amy and Marshall, the mummy isn't there. He ends up walking out of the shadows and chases them for a long time. Yeah, it, again, the same chase scene as the last movie. The house even looks similar to the movie from uh, the original movie. Yeah, the mummy uh, corners them and gives them their flashlight back. Amy starts petting the mummy and he responds. Uh, so they know that he's not a uh, essentially dangerous. That's when uh, they hear Kubat drive back in his car. Um, the kids escape the house. They sneak out somehow. We don't see how. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, Kubat and his cronies come in and find the mummy missing, and we learn that the mummy followed the kids outside, and he pleads to them. He's like, come on, let me come with you. I gotta go somewhere. In so many words. So yeah. uh, Amy and Gilbert <laughs> convince Marshall to hold him for the night. Yeah, and Okay, so Marshall walks into his house with a mummy. His mom and Ted are watching a, a mummy movie on TV, and he's able to just sneak the mummy upstairs. Not even sneak him. He just walks behind them up to his room. That's yeah. fine. Uh, the mummy looks around his room a little bit, knocks some stuff over. And yeah, then, just a long scene of boring hijinks. Yeah, mom brings up pizza and hot sauce because that is uh, Marshall's favorite combination. So whenever mom leaves, Marshall shares his pizza and hot sauce with the mummy. And the mummy loves hot sauce. And he's like, oh my god, the only person i ever known who loves hot sauce that much is my grandpa Harold. I'm going to call you Harold. And that's it. So Marshall has to go to school the next morning, and he tells Harold to stay put. Uh, He meets up with Amy and Gilbert to walk to school, and that's when Harold starts exploring all throughout the house. Um, He eventually leads him outside to wander the town. In school, the teacher assigns a creative project on ancient Egypt, so Marshall, Amy, and Gilbert are going to make a movie with Harold. 
the um, real mummy. The real mummy. But whenever they come home and they find the door open and Harold is gone. Around town, people think Harold is already in costume for Halloween because Halloween is either today or tomorrow. Um, and that's when Harold sees an ad for the Egyptian tomb exhibit and a picture of his lost mummy lover. Uh, that's when his, like, bandages get caught on the bus and he gets dragged across town on the bus, eventually ends up at the museum. Um, the kids are back home and they're like, oh, we gotta search the whole city. And this is where, I had to rewind this, like, three times. Amy mentions that her mom has a map of the city, which makes no sense. I'm assuming that it was supposed to be Marshall, but I rewound it, like, three times. <laughs> I didn't even notice. I rewound it three times, like, that is Amy talking. Why would Amy talk about her mom, which she doesn't have, have a map of the city that she just moved to? <laughs> Plot hole. Um, so... Uh, the three of them go outside, they're confronted by Kubat, and they ask if they notice anything weird at his house. Uh, they say no. Um, the kids... They immediately know to look at the museum yeah. for him, apparently, and they somehow get there. I imagine the museum is pretty far away from where they live, and they have no way to get there, besides, like, maybe the bus, but... Yeah, so Fine, they show up. Harold walks inside the museum, no one bats an eye, um, and they find him, uh, caressing his mummy girlfriend... Uh, they're both wearing the same amulet, and Harold has a brief moment, but they convince Harold that they have to leave. Also, like you said, this mummy is just, like, sitting open in the area. Like, there's no security there yeah, to make the sure alarm no is touching it. Yeah, like, <laughs> the alarms would definitely go off if Harold went down and touched it. I once, like, reached my hand over a banister. I didn't touch anything, and the alarms went off. <laughs> Yeah, it's fine. Uh, the kids decide to go to Buzzy for advice on what to do. So Buzzy investigates hieroglyphics on the back of the amulet and takes a photo of them to decipher it. Um, Kubat, meanwhile, is getting yelled at by Miss Ravensworth, the buyer for the mummy, because he lost the mummy. Um, and she's like, well, you better get it or you're in, a you're in for a world of hurt. And she's got a girl crony and no one says anything about it. Amazing. Wow, feminism. Equal opportunities. Sexism is over, everyone. It's true. Women um, can be criminals, too. Back home, the kids are getting ready to film their movie for school. Yeah, it's the next day. Yeah, Mom and Ted walk in and tell them that Harold is a held-back classmate. Um, Ted gives them some old costumes to use, but Marshall is still not very receptive. And Amy's like, what's up? Like, this super nice guy who makes your mom happy just, like, gave us all these costumes. And she's like, listen, I went through the same thing. Like, my dad's got divorced, but whenever I finally gave my stepdad a chance, we're best buds now, and he makes my dad happy. You should give that a try. Yeah, and Marshall's just like, let's work on the movie. Yeah, so they film their movie, um, and then they go back to Buzzies, and we learn that the amulet is like a three-day pass that's activated by moonlight. Um, Harold must be back in his coffin by the third day at midnight, or he's doomed for all eternity, which they deduce means he'll turn to dust. Yeah. Because that's what that means. Yeah, so they need to get him back to his coffin pronto. Tomorrow so, at midnight on Halloween. Yeah, so, well, they decide to try and get him back early, so they go back <laughs> and look into Kubatsa's window again, but as they look, they see them carrying the coffin out into the truck that has a penguin on it, and they're like, oh my god, what are we gonna do? So, then the next day they go to Gilbert's, try and figure out where Kubat could be taking the coffin. Uh, that's when he shows up, because Gilbert dropped his inhaler, which I guess has his address on it, and he's like, we know you're in there, we know you stole the mummy, children. Um, so they sneak out, and they're, like, almost getting away with it, but they get caught, and the goons are like, where's the mummy? We know you stole it. But then Harold walks up, and he's alive, and they're like, whoa. Uh, Harold knocks the goons out, and they all run. 
Yeah, they run into Ted, who grew up in this town, and they're like, hey, do you know a factory with a penguin logo? And he's like, oh yeah, the ice cream plant. Yeah. It's abandoned, out on Route 12. Yeah. Why do you kids need to know that? <laughs> and they're like, oh, just for school. Uh, so Kubot shows up at Marshall's house, and he asks uh, Mom if Marshall wants to make money doing yard work. Yeah, and Mom and Ted just give up their child's location. Yeah. <laughs> Hello? Yeah, Ted is like, oh, Marshall's not here, and now he's at the Halloween carnival, creepy neighbor who we've never talked to before. <laughs> yeah, okay, the only thing that I love about this movie is that to go to the Halloween carnival, you have to wear a costume. You can't show mm-hmm. up without a costume. No attendance allowed. So the gang has to go find costumes last minute. So they go get their costumes. It's like, haha, it's like um, a moment where he's yeah, like they in need the to trench go, coat again, uh, like the first movie. They need to go to the carnival because Buzzy is working the carnival and she is the only one who can drive them out to the plant. Yeah, because they can't ask their parents. Um, <clears throat> so everyone arrives at the carnival. Um, Harold scares and embarrasses Todd for bullying Marshall again, which was pointless. Um, they... There's uh, this, like, like L-level <laughs> plot <laughs> that Gilbert wants to win this, like, stuffed animal at the ring toss. Yeah, we get this whole thing. So Amy and Marshall get to the haunted house, and, like, you can't get in. You have to wait in line. So we get, like, f- three minutes of them, like, trying to get in and then going to wait in line. And then we get Harold and Gilbert going to play the ring toss. Because, like, for some reason, Gilbert wants this panda stuffed animal. Yeah, they hold- they told this whole story in the beginning. I don't understand. I guess it's supposed to be, like, oh, it's, like, funny, but, like... This is not funny. So we get this super long scene where they play ring toss. Kubot arrives. Amy and Marshall finally get into the haunted house, which waiting gave us nothing. Well, yeah, there's also the scene where uh, Harold sees their teacher dressed up as, like, Cleopatra or, like, an Egyptian princess, and he's like, oh, my lady, and they yeah. dance together. They da- I skipped through this part. I started cl- cl- clicking fast forward. They dance. It's, like, a whole thing. Yeah, and then the Goonies come in. Not the Goonies. The Goonies. <laughs> the goons. They come in. Uh, they uh, finally get to the haunted house, and they find Buzzy. They tell her what's going on. She's like, yeah, sure, let's go. But then the goons catch them in, like, a back room, and. Yeah, uh, Gilbert and Harold, excuse me. Or the haunted house because they're running from Kubat. Uh, the cronies catch up to them. Kubat grabs the amulet and Harold falls because he's like dead now and gets taken. Um, so they take Harold in their truck and start going and the kids follow them to the factory in Buzzy's car. Um, so in the car, Buzzy has all these haunted house props that they're going to use to distract Kubat and his friends and steal Harold back. So, inside, Kubat presents the sarcophagus and a live Harold who's tied up in chains to a pole to Mrs. Ravensworth, and they go off in a different room to negotiate for, for more money. And instead of putting the amulet in his pocket, Kubat takes the amulet and hangs it on a, like, life-size penguin mascot for the company. Because that makes out sense. in the open. Yeah. Um... So, Gilbert gets scared and leaves before the gang can sneak in. They see the amulet hanging out in the open, so they set up all the props to to distract the cronies. Um, Kubat and Mrs. Ravensworth appear, and everyone gets caught as Marshall is about to grab the amulet. Um, They're trying to tell him that Harold will turn to dust at midnight, but they don't believe them. And that's when Gilbert appears to save the day and grab the amulet. So, he, like, ziplines down to grab the amulet, and he lands on on a... pile of boxes of waffle cones because this ice cream factory that's been closed for 20 years has fresh waffle cones in boxes. Yeah, apparently these aren't moldy or, like, they didn't think to throw it out or clean out this factory. (laughs) That's fine. 
Um, so he, he gets up from the boxes and he tosses the amulet onto Harold, who wakes up and takes everyone on, knocks them all out, and they tie him up to a pole. And they're calling the authorities. Um, Gilbert has this moment with all his friends. They're like, oh my god, we're so proud of you. How'd you do it? And he was like, I had a moment of bravery. I realized our friendship was worth it. Um, and they're like, okay, maybe we should focus at the task at hand. We need to get Harold to his coffin. So they go and look, and his coffin's destroyed. Oh my god, now what are they gonna do? Amy's like, well, what about the, f the coffin at the museum? And they're like, we don't know if it'll work, but it's our only option. So they drive to the museum. Harold breaks them in. The alarm is going off the entire time that they're there. But the police do not arrive. The entire time that they're there. So they go to the mummy room. Uh, they get his little coffin set up. And then we see Harold push his mummy lover into the moonlight. So she wakes up too. They have a moment of like holding hands. And the entire time Marshall's like, can you please just get in your coffin before you turn to dust? Which like, same. So they get in their coffins. They uh, The lids magically go Everyone on to them says at midnight. goodbyes. Yeah. And yeah. then the kids run out. They get in the car and leave. And it's fine. Apparently this museum doesn't have cameras. No. <laughs> Or security. It's fine. No. And then we just cut to the next day. Yeah, the next day there's a news report that the mummy from the museum was returned and an anonymous tip got Kubat and the gang arrested. Uh, Marshall is very receptive whenever Ted shows up. He's accepted Ted now. Um, outside, Amy meets up with Marshall and Gilbert and announces that she's going to live here. She's not going to move back and they all plan to see a movie together and that's the end. That's the end. Yay. Wow. Guys, I really don't know how long this is. I feel like that was, like, 20 minutes of us talking. Um, it's not our fault. This movie was not good. It's just I'll, the same thing. Well, yeah. So, I mean, I guess we could have tried harder because the original Under Wraps is probably very difficult to hear. It's when we didn't have the microphone <laughs> set up right. Okay, but well, no one fine. wants to listen to this. Yeah. It's not great. But, hear me out. Next week, we have The Last Ecom. And then we're getting <gasps> on to good movies. Oh, my God. Exciting. And as we have previously mentioned both times... We'll be moving after next week. We'll be moving to every two weeks. A bi-weekly schedule. Yes. Because we got shit to do. Bi-weekly meaning every two weeks, not twice a week. Yes, yes. That's what <laughs> I meant. Oops. <laughs> um, because these movies are going to take take a significant amount longer. It's not just going to be terrible movies we don't care about. We we, we care about these movies. Yeah. We're going to have a lot to say. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we haven't decided what order we're doing anything in yet. I have just been thinking a lot about Catch That Kid. I feel like that <gasps> might be a fun one to start with. That's that's a good one. I love Catch That Kid. <laughs> so we're going to watch Catch That Kid. Great! Not, not next what, week, but the week after. That's what we'll start. Okay, what, what, what movie are we watching next week? Next week we're watching Christmas Again. Great. It's January. <laughs> it's fine. Oh, yeah. How did you rate and rank this? <laughs> oh, um, I feel like I should have given this a one. I, I was very lenient. I gave this a two out of five. I put it at 104 below Susie Q and above Freaky Friday. Yeah, I gave this a one and a half out of five. I also was going to give it a one out of five, but went by where it would go on the list. It's at number 109, 108 is 16 wishes, and 110 is zapped. So we'll see you next week with Christmas again, and then two weeks after that, we'll Catch see you with Catch That Kid! Ooh, that's going to be so much fun. All right, <laughs> bye. bye.